great. Anything else we're recording? Awesome. Great. Good morning. Sometimes to understand, but I pray that you can see. 
speak for me and so I can do the best job I can to communicate your words today. Thank you so much. I love you. And I pray for this Amen. Amen. Great. So, as I was thinking about identity, I had to look at my life, right? Because it would kind of be hypocritical to come up here and speak about identity without understanding my identity. So, I, I looked back and I found some old pictures, and this is my family here. So, we are in a dream, you didn't know. Being Nigerian and being a Christian was not cool. 
that was with me. And Paul does something very important here. He identifies his identity with the grace of God. How many of us have said, grace of God is there? Are you ready to ever said that? Grace of God. For the grace of God. For the grace of God. It's something thrown around a lot in the Christian world. And yet, it's something that's often misunderstood and undervalued. But Paul identifies it. And for those of you who might have forgotten the grace of God, just imagine you have a father or a mother or a guardian. Imagine you have a father and you hurt him really, really, really bad. You do something awful to him, like I did to my father many times. You stole from him. You've lied to him. You've done something really, really bad to him. So what do you do? You start running. You run away. You think that he won't understand. He won't understand what I did to him. He won't understand how I hurt him. You think that he won't give you another chance. You think that he'll never forgive you based on whatever you've done. But then, the father goes out and starts looking for you. And he's trying to figure out where did you go. And the reason why is because he wants to tell you, I understand. He wants to tell you, I'll give you another chance. And he wants to say, I forgive you. So he's looking for you, but you're running away. And he's looking, and he's trying to find you. And when he finally finds you, he reaches out with his hand. And he asks for you to come back to him. And at that point, you have to make a decision, right? Because you don't have to agree to it. It's not guaranteed. You can say no. And he has his hand out. And he's saying, not only will I forgive you, not only do I understand you, not only do I love you, but I'm going to treat you as if you've never hurt me at all. I'm going to treat you as if you've never run away. I'm going to treat you as if you're the perfect person that you were intended and originally created to be. That is the best I can do right now to explain to you how God feels about you. That is the best I can explain to you what grace is. But you'll never understand it fully until you learn about your own sin. Until you bring out the demons and skeletons that many of us try to hide as we separate ourselves. We try to forget our identity and latch up to the world. I am what I am. And this is what Paul proclaims after he realizes that grace that I just tried to communicate to you. He says, I am what I am. It's not the I am what I am in the sense of I've sinned, I've messed up, there's nothing I can do to change. I am what I am. No, it's very different. He says, I understand what I've done. See, Paul killed people. That's pretty bad. I don't know what you've done, but killing someone is really, really bad. He's like, I've hurt people. I've sinned. I've made mistakes. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. You see the difference? Let's all say it. I am what I am. Let's say it again. I am what I am. 
are by the grace of God. Are you content with that? Or are you still striving for other things? My first and only point today is be transparent. Be transparent. How do we understand God's grace? In many ways, I'm not here to teach you guys everything possible. Many of you are way smarter and wiser than me. But from what I understand of the gospel, one of the primary ways that you have to be transparent. And Paul was transparent in two ways. With his sin and with his lifestyle. And the two words that help with transparency, I think, are confession and perception. Confession and perception. Like I stated earlier, Paul killed people. So he didn't persecute Christians. I read this whole um, bibliology a few days ago. And it's interesting because he was raised in a Jewish home. He grew up going to one of the best schools in the Mediterranean in Tarsus. Well, this only this is what they think, obviously. You can't give them everything. But this is the best understanding of what the written records say. And he had one of the best education in the world. And then he learns and he grows up to be a religious leader. And he goes out and then he hears about the sect, this Christian sect was created. And Based on what he was raised as, based on his knowledge, he's like, I need to go out and destroy these Christians. So he goes to this rampage and starts killing them in Jerusalem. And then they're like, they're spreading everywhere. Because after they're persecuted, they scattered, right? So he's like, I need to go, I need to go somewhere else. So he sails somewhere else and all that and goes to Damascus. And if you remember what happens to Damascus, he gets knocked out, blinded by this big light. And Jesus speaks to him. And he, what he said, he said, Saul, Saul, why did you persecute me? And from that point on, he realized what his identity is. And he changed his life, and you can see that as he writes, as he writes these letters. He's very open with what he's done. He doesn't hide, and he's still people. The people that he's writing this to, there's a very good chance that he killed their brothers, their mother, their sister, and their friends. And yet, he is what he is. When God changes you, there's nothing that you cannot be open about. When God changes you, there's nothing that can scare you from being transparent. What he changes you You see, the decision starts with you. So Paul does a great job, and I think as a church, we often fail to do this. Now, I have a little demo here. You guys know, where's the videos, right? Not today, not today. So, I like orange juice. Who likes orange juice? Raise your hand like orange juice. Great. And I don't mind frappuccinos. I'm not going to say I like them, but I don't mind them. So, um, I think in the church often, I'll pick this up later, I promise.
Mm, tastes good. But we also we also like Jesus. Mm, Jesus is good. So what do we do? We go around our day. That God created you and has said, 
that regardless of whether they were in or not, he created them in his image. When's the last time you talked to your friend about it? Heart to heart. And do you share your most uncomfortable thoughts with someone? The thoughts that you want no one to know, the thoughts that you want to hide and suppress. Do you share that with someone? Do you get over that? You know, one of the uh, superpowers that I always wanted to have was to read people's thoughts. And I think, I, I don't have to explain why. I think it's pretty cool. And when I speak often, I can see people's faces my friends. And I can kind of understand what they're thinking. Because I know them. I can see how they respond. And it's, okay, they're probably thinking this. And then I can respond accordingly. But I can't do that with everyone. But you know who can? Jesus. He can read your thoughts. He can read the attitude of your hearts. And he doesn't just care about your actions. He cares about your thoughts, your heart, and how you respond to the gospel. Be transparent, not just with what you do, but what you think, with where your heart's at. That's the only way you can get your advantage. So, when Paul connected to God's grace, he was transparent. And he owned up to his sin. He didn't hide that he killed people. He didn't hide that he fell short. He didn't hide that. He was open about it. He understood who God wanted him to be. He didn't always, right? He was going around murdering people. He had to be told differently. He had to make a change. He had to decide, yes, I'm going to do that. And thus, he solidified his identity. So when do we do that? We've come to the point of the service where we have to take steps. Because if we don't take these steps, there's a good chance we won't do anything. We won't make any changes. And I appreciate you, because I, I showed a slide like this last sermon, and he said, okay, that's a great slide, but you have to explain it. Because if you don't, people won't do anything. So I'm going to spend some time here. This is what I want you to do. <laughs> do you have to do it? Obviously not. I'm not forcing you to. But if you really want to make some change today, this will help. Have you ever connected to God's grace? If not, why? If so, when was the last time? Read Galatians 5, verse 16 to 21. Many of you have already read it. Read it again. And write out the sins you committed in your life and talk to a disciple about them. Ask them how they connected to God's grace. If you do these things, you're going to be on your way to being transparent. You'll be on your way to reach the point of understanding your identity. For those of you who forgot, you'll remember. For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about right now, you'll learn. But you've got to take steps. You've got to make decisions. And you've got to move forward. Uh, do you guys know what spoken word is? Anyone? Yeah. Anyone? Raise your hand if you know what spoken word is. Okay, so a decent 
effectuate poetry that someone speaks out and talks out. And I found this one video uh, a few years ago, and it talks about identity. And it's really good representation of what I'm trying to communicate. Can I understand people learn and absorb information in different ways? So every time I speak, I try to have different visuals to communicate. So if you understand anything I said today so far, I really hope this helps. And if you don't understand the video, I hope you understand what I said today. <laughs> but before I show up, in conclusion, guys, if you're busy with us today, and not committed to our authentic relationship with God. You got some options. You can leave right now and do absolutely nothing. I won't be offended because there's too many people here to keep track of. I don't have an issue about it, but you won't change. Or you can become transparent with your sin and finally find your identity. For those of you who are disciples today, you also have some decisions to make. You can leave here today and keep doing what you've been doing over and over and over again. Which could be good, but there's a very good chance it might be bad. Or, you can make a decision and change. You can remember that your identity is in Christ and that He created you as a image. But you have to do something. You have to make a change. You have to make a decision. And for everyone today, I want you to please never forget that when you're feeling lonely, when you're feeling scared, when you feel like you don't know what you're going to do, remember God's grace and say, I am what I am. When you feel like no one cares, no one will forgive you, remember God's grace and say, I am what I am. So everyone together, let's say, I am what I am.
So it's a parent that knowing the parent is a parenting. But my original parents were flawed, so I had to change parents and trans means change. So I had to become transparent then. God can see me through because he had to see through me to show me who I am in him and God. He told me that the only place that I would ever need to fit in was his arms. And I can see that I was different because there was no difference between standing out and outstanding and I am unique and I am the seed and I am a blood-washed child of his kingdom and instantly I received it. So even when people believe that I'm fake and I thank them because one day I pray to be Christ's invitation, your tribulations, I eat them for dinner. With persecutions for breakfast and yes, it's hard to swallow and too big for me to stomach this burden so I Let's all pretend this is our fitting room and change. 